You are listening to Super Yacht Radio. And welcome to Update USSA. Coming a little bit later than usual from our studio here in Dublin. And of course our studio, or our, our kind of proxy studio in Fort Lauderdale with the wonderful Kitty. Hello Kitty. <laughs> good morning Vietnam. Oh sorry, good morning Dublin. <laughs> uh, welcome from Fort Lauderdale. And who, who have we got today? I am very excited. So we're keeping in the in the fashion this month with talking about crew and yacht super yacht crew and all the things that make their lives easier, more fun and more exciting. And I have Montana Pritchard with the Zydell and Company, a a very classic, the the original, the one and only Zydells that were they're based in Palm Beach, in West Palm Beach, and also they have an office in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, my my dear friend Montana Pritchard is here to talk about what's happening in crew attire. So tell me, Montana, are, are your siblings all named after states? No, no, sir. It's the uh, moniker comes from growing up in the great state of Montana, and nobody Love knows Montana. anybody from Montana, so that's what they started calling me in college. Yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> I, it's been a long time since I've said this to another man, but you're definitely my first. <laughs> uh, I've never that's met my him. pleasure. <laughs> no, no. He can only say that because Maeve is not here this morning. Oh yeah, I've got free reign. <laughs> I can go all the way. We're, we're going to have an. Ex- you the table. We're going to have an extended show. I would like to apologize to our listeners, uh, not only for myself, but we we um, we had a little bit of a timing issue on today's show because in Europe we still do this um, backwards and forwards with the clocks at spring and fall, and in we Europe we do the same here. Yeah, but we, we it's it's not timed right. So there's about a week or oh. so when we're out of sync. And you guys went back last weekend. You you went forward? Saturday. Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we don't go forward until, I think, the end of the month. I think it's oh. the last weekend of, of the month that we go forward. So for that time, we're, um, I think, only four hours difference instead of five hours difference. And hence ah. us starting a little bit late today. So apologies for that. We we will know better when it comes to the autumn, and it happens again. <laughs> so Montana, uh, and we and, but it'll be worth it, and you can listen to it on the on the replays. <laughs> absolutely, don't let time be a barrier. We don't here at Super Yacht Radio, Montana. It is great to meet you, crewing. We recently read the YPI crew report, and I've got some burning questions. <laughs> Actually, I've got one well, burning question, but we'll get okay. to Okay. <laughs> so tell me, what's the market like? What's the market like? It's it's back. We had a we had a short period where it was a little maddening because for us we had more boats on the east coast of the U.S. sitting here than we've ever seen. You know, that's right. They all headed um, up to northeast, didn't they? Every, everything was packed there was there were there were boats everywhere but nobody was going anywhere so nobody was buying any uniforms or any of the cups or napkins or personalized goods or guest gifts or any of that so we had every boat we could ever ask for but nobody was asking for anything but we actually we started back up 
I would say July, we started actually picking up quite a bit. And uh, a lot of the charters, charter boats had started making some changes where people could cancel and there was mm -hmm. testing was available and things like that. So we actually saw a, a pretty big push in July and August for um, some some apparel and things like that for for charters that we're picking up. So and then this year we're we're strong on schedule. We're a little ahead of where we were last year at, up and through March. So we're we're happy with that. So so Zydels. So if you're not, I mean, if you're not from the states, because a lot uh -huh. of our listeners are not. Uh huh. Zydel and Company is, if not the oldest, one of the oldest crew apparel stores in the United States. And so it's been going on for more than a hundred years. And clearly Montana is not a hundred years plus. And I remember <laughs> when, I mean, I remember as a young crew person back a, a many years ago, not, not that years, many, not many. that many. Kitty. Come on. Now. <laughs> not a hundred, but a lot. Uh. And so Zydell's was everywhere. And so tell us Montana, how did you get to come to, and to be a part of Zydell's, because that's not your trained profession. Right. I um, It's interesting. I've always loved fashion. I've been a commercial photographer by trade for over 25 years and shot a lot of fashion during that time and really was drawn to it and sort of from a graphic design standpoint to fashion to space design, I really was drawn to the fashion industry. And I, back when I was an intern, not quite a hundred years ago, but <laughs> so could I ask we Montana, actually, were, were you drawn yeah. because you love that kind of photography of, of people I, and that, or, or were you drawn because with fashion photography, you have lots of beautiful women? I, what was I the think lure, was, Montana? The, it was actually in, in the, in commercial photography the fashion aspect of commercial photography, there was a lot more creative freedom. Mm -hmm. And I felt more at home around fashion designers and, and creative directors that worked in the fashion side because of the freedom that they had. It was way less corporate. But, you know, when you're doing a photo shoot for American Express, you've got, you know, 100 people looking at everything. And when you're doing a fashion shoot, you've got the fashion designer and the creative director. So you get it's a much tighter. It's way less corporate, which then it gives you a lot more creative freedom. And for me, I, I really liked it. And I love to be able to shoot the beauty of it. And mm -hmm. I've always loved to be able to make the models look as good as I could using the clothes that they had. And so that's all of I back when I was an intern as a photographer, we actually photographed Al Zydell and Bruce Zydell in in Zydell's. And it, it intrigued me that it was even a business. I had no idea that people worked on yachts, you know. It's a very and, well kept secret, isn't it? I, I had no idea. Yeah, school, it, was this, until, it was until Below Deck. I know. Until below Deck. But, but before <laughs> that, nobody ever, I mean, I heard of it because an ex-girlfriend of mine uh, worked as a cook on a boat. Before that, I was like, what, what the hell's a uh, super yacht? What's, what's all that industry about? And um, yeah, you, you don't see it advertised. Forgive me, I, I have to make a quick apology. We got a, a little message in to say I have to be equal and not just say beautiful women, but beautiful men and women, beautiful people, 
shall we say, in the fashion industry. Lots of beautiful people. Yes. Lots of beautiful people. Yes. Because God knows we can't be unpolitically correct. This has just been pointed out to me. Thank God we have instant messaging. You'll be tarred and feathered and put in the... Um, in the stocks in downtown Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> yes, but, we yes, beautiful people. We work with a lot of beautiful people, and that's mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. So I'm happy to. I've I uh, I bought Zydels with a couple partners in 2012, and it's been a family run run business up until then. And um, I'm happy to carry on the tradition and and to move forward and mm-hmm. and like i said i was drawn to it from the fashion part of it so your, your timing was interesting 2012 was just after the 2008 crash was it zydell's had uh, seen what happened and and thought you know it's time to get out of the business for them yeah it, it's funny because in in we had the 2008 crash and um in photography it was it definitely had slowed down and and as a commercial photographer I sort of looked at, I need to look at some other aspects of my career. I want to be able to, at some point, enjoy traveling without being for a client. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking around for something that I could have work while I was away. And this opportunity came up. And yeah, it was a timing issue, but not really with that because we were, I mean, 2012, we were still, we were back out of it. Kicking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was definitely kicking at that point. So, it was, I had a couple partners. I came in at, at the beginning as just a creative to look at that. And then really over the past, you know, and then uh, over a couple years, bought out one of my partners and then took ownership completely of it three years ago. And you enjoyed so how it. did you bring that, that love of fashion to the crew apparel? Because, I mean, back when I was a, a yachty, um, it was, the, the the options were pretty limited. I mean, there, yeah. there, there wasn't the style. It was, you, you had these same kind of shorts and the same kind of shirts. And and now you see the, the, the crew apparel has become actually quite, quite cheesy and, and quite lovely. Yeah, it definitely, it's, it has changed since 2012. But it has certainly changed since back in the day. You know, when Al Zydell was walking the docks, you had cotton shirts, sportive shorts, and Sperry's. And your only option was, am I going to do a navy sh- shirt or a white shirt? And there was khaki no mon- shorts. <laughs> and khaki shorts. There was no monogramming. There, And then you had formal wear. And so that was that was it. It was a very simple, simplistic, every boat was like that. And... To me, when I came into it, I looked and thought, if I'm the owner of a boat that spends this much time, effort, energy, and money on what the interior looks like and what the boat looks like and what I'm having for dinner, then why would I be putting my crew into this, you know, $14 polo shirt and a, <laughs> and a pair of shorts that don't fit? So I recognize that there's, there's room in the, in the industry for real fashion. Um, and we're working in that direction. Could I, could I ask you, Montana? And this is sure. a burning question I, I have. Uh, it, it actually became apparent to me. I was doing some work with, uh, with our, our good friend Kitty. Remember Costas? I was doing some work with his company. And, I love Costas. And uh, the boss of his company, Andreas, a lovely, lovely man. 
decided to get us uniforms. You know, if we're going to work with crew and talk to crew, we should look the part. And of course, the khaki shorts were a must. Khaki long pants, a must. Uh, but we also went, and it was all Ralph Lauren. And so we had the logo, but we also had the Ralph Lauren. And the amount of people at trade shows that would comment that we were wearing Ralph Lauren uniform ostensibly. Why don't we see that with crew uniforms? You would think in the industry we are in, you would have the, the, the Prada, the uh, Vuitton, the, you know, the, the designer labels on crew uniforms. You don't see that. Why is that? Why, why is that? There's a, two, two reasons mainly. Um, when you're looking at a fashion brand versus a brand like Zydel's, we manufacture see apparel and we guarantee that you're going to be able to get that design that uh color that fabric for 10 years okay. in fashion as you know it's that seasonal. changes yeah. seasonal uh, and, unless it's unless it's Ralph I mean, Lauren which is always seems to be the same stuff <laughs> but yes it's it, seasonal. it's it does seem to be but I I promise you those khakis that are they're just a little smoky gray in spring. They change a belt loop. They put a different mm -hmm. button on the pocket, and now it's a warm smoky gray. It's a different color. So what happens is when you buy, and this happens all of the time, somebody says, I really love these you know, Gucci dresses. These are fantastic. Okay, so they'll buy two for each stew. They you know, drop $7,000 on dresses, and then two of the stews quit in a month. And you can't get that dress anymore. And now you have to go out and get new dresses for everybody. So that's what separates a uniform brand from a fashion brand. Good from answer. a logo stand from a logo standpoint. That's so interesting. I never even thought about that. Mm, no I mean, yeah. It so then definitely, if you need to get a different size and you can't find that dress anymore, it's, it's not available. Not available. No. Right. And from a logo standpoint, the majority of owners want their logo and nothing else okay. on the on the shirt so you can't just you can't put the ad out for a new crew member that has to be size 12 it happens trust me <laughs> <laughs> where's the size 36 shoe <laughs> it's it's it definitely it, it we see and that's really where I'm, I'm looking at moving Zydels forward is we want to be looked at as somebody that can provide you something a little different, but then you're still going to be able to get those products, which means flat out that we have to manufacture it. And I was just going to say that you guys are actually not just selling apparel now, you're in, almost in the process of manufacturing as well. Yeah, and we do manufacture uh, our, our sea crew line here in, uh, just south of here in Hialeah. Um, so we do that locally. And uh, from so a pattern have, standpoint. Do you have your own designers in-house? And I do the thing? design. You do, okay. Yeah, I do the design. I've never been able to draw, so I work with a, a fashion designer to have them draw my concepts then it goes to a pattern maker who creates a sample. Then we go to a, um, a model that tries it on, a size model. And then we work our way through there. That, and that whole process is, is local here to South Florida. 
And at least, you know, the hard part that I find in, especially in different clothing in women's attire, much more so than men's, the size models really depend on where they're from. So you'll buy some of the attire from Asia mm -hmm. and their size models are like a, a zero, mm -hmm. you know, which is a size 14 in the U.S., <laughs> And you're kind of like, wait a second, I'm not a 14, I'm a 10. Or right. because the size models are so, so different. So how how do you how do you do that? Are you working with like with real people, or are you working with these these mini people that? Well, because you know nobody wants to have a bigger size, especially as women. We don't want to wear a bigger size than we have to. You know, vanity sizing is what it's called. <laughs> is and there's a re there's a business reason behind that. Yeah. People spend 40% more on apparel if the size is smaller than other pants that they've worn. So particularly women, but trust me, the boys are just as particular. Um, if, uh, if you go in and you try on a skirt and you're traditionally a size eight, you try on a size six skirt, you immediately are skewed to like it better exactly like, and so does that not open the door to to rank let me say lying <laughs> yes yes it does and it has um if you look at sizing over the past 50 years it's it's night and day so we now have double zero where the smallest it, like 50 years ago was a four you know so and the way that people wear things. I mean, are you wearing it as, as you're wearing it up on your natural waist? Are you wearing it on your hips? So to, to your point, Kitty, it's important to us to be able to ship something to somebody in Spain and it fit. So we don't prescribe to vanity sizing. We go straight. If you wear this. This is this. This is the size across your hips as a guy. If you're a size 34, literally a size 34 then which is measure a uh, 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 tape measure around your waist that's what size you are so so we don't we don't vanity size on that i have to say I, I, it is it's a shame because uh my sister got me a pair of jeans for christmas and uh, they were size 32 with a 32 leg which i haven't worn for a long time i'm up to a 34 and they fit perfectly i felt so good now she she could have switched the label on them, but you know, the, the no, it's that's it's it just keeps moving and moving. It's it's, it's and it moves between brands too. Yes, so yes, like you could absolutely. buy like a Gloria Vanderbilt jeans that are that are smaller, you know, sizing and or a Calvin Klein, which was the the, the jeans of the day. <laughs> Um, and, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's amazing how the sizing between brands even changes. Yeah. Well, I, right. I, and I used to work in a, I used to work in a shoe shop where I grew up in one. My father had one and you'd have people coming in and they, they'd ask for a size 42, but then they'd keep changing to different styles. And you did, you'd have to go up and down in the, in the sizing. And they were like, well, why are you giving me a 43? Are these are a larger fitting or a smaller fitting, but. And also the factory they're made in. I've always found it tended to be better for men, that men tended to be more consistent, that you could go get a 42, uh, 42 waist and then yeah, a, you know, a, a, a 22 length, 
and yeah, clothes, yeah versus yeah. women clothes that was six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen. Right. Yeah. And it could vary I mean vastly between the, the, the I, different and, and part of the reason for that is men's uh, men's dress shirts and men's dress pants is what men's apparel is mostly based on. Men's dress men's pants and dress shirts are measured. They're they're numerically they're an actual measurement. Yeah, like you have nineteen so inch neck. If and- you have a if your inseam if your inseam is thirty two, your inseam's thirty two. Um, right. Vanity sizing did. It's only over the past ten years that that has started to move into menswear because if you have a size. 30, if you're wearing a size 34 jean and you're a, a guy and you measure that jean when it's folded in half, you measure it from one side to the other. If it's if it's not 17 inches, it's not a 34. It's not an actual 34. So men's, men's has been more tied to actual measurements, but recently it has changed now. And, um, you know, especially when you get into the small, medium, large you know, most of the time. So now we sort of refer to things as a European cut or an American cut, which oh, which is vastly different. Vastly different. Yes. So. Which which is better? The Americans of uh, a bit a bit more girth. It's it. Yes. I would yes. That yeah. is that is being very kind. I would say it's more than a bit. Because <laughs> we got Maeve's, yes, Maeve's a siblings. Bit more girth. I've tried shopping in Europe and. These American hips just ain't fit in those jeans <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> well, that's it. My, my, my sister-in-law's in, in America. If it's my birthday or Christmas, they'll send me something. And they'll ask me, if you're, what size is he? Oh, he's medium. And they'll send me over a medium. There's like three T-shirts in one there. That's They're huge. <laughs> uh, 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 yes. It's, yes. This doesn't make no, me feel so better. No, it's so true. <laughs> so- no, no. I think that... Um, for us, we really talk about sizing based on actual sizing, and we, we're consistent across the board. So if you wear a size six skirt in our Molly skirt, you're also going to be a size six in our Albie skirt. You're also going to be a size six in our Campbell shorts. I, I don't know what size skirt I take. I, I must check it out. Yeah, uh, I'm, I don't know. If you're a 32, you'd probably be in around a... a 12 or 14. Well, you're just being kind. <laughs> Listen to you. And actually, the funny thing is, is that a lot of people feel that that uh, 14 is like this giant size, but actually 14 is the average size woman in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a pretty standard thing these days. But, um, but now, in, in terms of attire for yachts, it's it used to be fairly cookie cutter, as you said, that it would be your khaki shorts and you had your polo T-shirt for the day. And then, I mean, are epaulets and those things still a big part of the dress attire? Um, are they are they have they moved on and, you know, are classic dresses or or or, um, you know, designer style where you guys are designing a particular style for the yacht? Mm-hmm. I mean, what what's happening right now in that in that industry? It's far less formal than it was previously. Uh, over the past ten years, I would say that number is probably the number of boats that are required to wear 
consistently wear epaulette shirts and captain in a jacket and dress pants. I, that's dropped by 50%. Um, the girls still, still dresses, still dresses. Um, but the guys will be in a smart pair of pants, uh, 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 maybe a short sleeve shirt, epaulettes, but the captains and, and jackets and those days, you know, the formal whites. Now we still do have several owners who, who the whole boat is that, that has that program, that apparel program where they are doing formal whites and then they're also doing evening formal. So we, we have a combination, but the number has definitely gotten a lot more casual. The only time I've ever seen it is meet and greets, you know, when, when the guest arrives, the owner arrives, yes. um, they, they put on the full display, but yeah, the Very crew assembles unusual. and everybody gets met and, yeah. you know, then you get back into your work attire and, um, and, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a squirt girl. So I was so happy when, um, those sportif shorts, which, you know, never, ever fit me. I could never wear sportifs because they were made for boys. They were. And I, I, I don't have a boy shape, you know, I mean, I'm, I've never it's been something to be proud of, with, Kitty. you know, like a waist like this. <laughs> What's that? I'm round. Yes, it's like no, no, I round. Say, I, sorry. I did uh, not say you were round. I said it's something to be proud of. Don't don't change my it, words on that one. Came out of his mouth. I'll get murdered. Mabel here the no, recording. Said, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that they just never they never they never fit for me. And um and but I to me the, I love the idea of a squirt because. You can still look a little bit more feminine than a pair of shorts, mm -hmm. and yet you still have the comfort of having the shorts underneath so right. that, you know, if you had to bend over and pick up something, you're not mm -hmm. having to, yes. you know, show off your goods to the whole world. <laughs> okay, if I could just yeah, say, it's not it's not you, it's the, it's the tailor. That's who's at fault. That is exactly right. Thank Sportif, you, it's that. funny because sport, Sportif, um, they really are. The, their women's shorts are men's shorts that they just yes. changed a little bit. They never started out to make a women's short. So they, they took, took a men's, men's short, short and turned it into a skirt? And, and try, no, they tried to tailor it into a lady's short. They didn't have a skirt. They may have put out a skirt but at some point. But yeah, really, that's that's sort of where the whole start of the modern crew apparel started was yeah. the skirt. And, you know, and no. so it still is a mainstay. It's still, it's still where we are. We're still, you know, we're, we're, we're in the middle of doing two new skorts and we have an athleisure skort that is coming out. That's going to be a little dressier that I, I think a lot of what crew are asking for and wanting right now are sort of hybrid models. So something that they can work in, but it still looks nice. So they're not having to go change. They have less inventory. They have less laundry. They have less storage. They have things like that. You don't have like a lot of closet space as a crew member. Mm, so of course not. Yeah. So, so the hybrid model is 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 the direction that that we're moving. We have a men's hybrid short and in, um, uh, in a sample production right now that is looks. It's a dress short, but it also doubles as a board short. And it can it can work as that. So if you're in the tender getting wet, it's still that that hybrid material. Um, it's got a splash proof pocket. 
So we're not calling it we're not calling it waterproof because I don't want to buy anybody a new iPhone. But it's you know it's it's waterproof Gore-Tex material with the waterproof zipper, and so those are the things, the directions that I think that that we're moving with it are more toward the hybrid model, more fashionable, and then more specific detail per boat. So. You know, my goal is to is to speak with an owner as they're on a new build and say, what what do you want your apparel program to look at? Where are you going to go? Are you going to be in the med and and then you're going to be in New York? Well, let's let's do dresses because those should be in, from a fashion standpoint. Those should be two dresses. Right. If, you, if you're in the Caribbean, I mean, it, it it's to me coming from that world. This this isn't a one uh, plug and play one thing. This is if you're if you're in the Bahamas, you're dress should be different than if you're in in new uh, in new york if you're in, or in Harvard, the bed. if you're yeah head. if i'm in yeah, south those... if i'm in the south of france and, um, and it and it not the same as being in south america uh-oh someone froze uh, it, 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 we, yes we're having a little bit of a zoom freeze there but i think we're back are we back montana we're back yeah 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 maybe he was yeah. just thinking for a moment that could be his pensive pause <laughs> Uh, we, we did actually have a, we did have a guest on who, um, so, who did that constantly, and we thought it was a Zoom issue, but it wasn't. He would just like to think about absolutely everything. He would say the sentence. And Hello, I, yeah, are I was, you there? I was clicking <laughs> buttons, and I was like, "Oh no!" And it was it was hard to. Uh, no, the good thing about Montana is he's uh he he he's definitely not one to have those long pregnant pauses. No. I love chatting with you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so, what were you saying about Kitty? I did not hear what you had said. No, so to me, it's that it, it it does matter as to where you are. So whether it's a seasonal thing, and and then I mean, we had when I worked on Octopussy, we had these really cool, like James Bondy style jackets. So when we were, up, you know, we often stayed in New England. Um, until the end of September, October, when oh, wow. it used to get quite chilly. Mm -hmm. um, so we had those kinds of things. And then you'd come back to Florida and you'd, you know, sweat what's, your bumps off. What's a James Bondy type jacket? That's, is that a, a dinner jacket? Like a shiny, it's a shiny, <laughs> silvery, you know, high techy looking thing. Uh, you didn't have dicky bows and, and frilly front shirts. No. And, <laughs> no. Um, uh, something with the Zydell and company, your logo, when you took over, yeah. you have this albatross. Yes. Um, and so t tell us about the, the albatross. Coming from the background, I, um, I love, I love the Zydell, the name, because, you know, it's been around since 1909. Um, but I also felt like we needed something to bring it forward and... I've always been a huge fan. I've always loved birds. I've always, you know, growing up, I would get the Audubon books for Christmas, and I've been a huge bird fan. Um, and I was on a photo shoot on my way to Antarctica with a, on a, a Russian scientific ship, and I was out on the the bow with the bird uh, bird Andy the bird guy. He was an ornithologist from Britain, and I was counting birds, and I had volunteered to help count birds. You were not counting thinking birds. crossing the Drake Passage. Yeah, so mm. I had a I, I wasn't thinking about standing on the bow of the boat crossing the Drake Passage when I said I would do it. But so he was that's where he is yelling to me in the wind that 
that there's an albatross. And I had never seen one. And I couldn't see it and couldn't see it. And finally, in the distance, I saw it. And it was the first albatross I had ever seen. And it stayed with us for about three days, I think. He just hung out with this. And so the my logo, the icon for the company is the wandering albatross is the the icon for the the company because it's it really you know the wandering albatross they're they're hatched they stay on shore and then the, they take off when they they find the parents leave and now the the chicks get hungry and they take off for the first time and then they don't come back to shore for 7 years you know until they're ready to mate so they spend all this time at sea. And so I just felt like it was a real fitting, fitting thing. Plus, we have a, I have a brand of clothes, the Albatross line, which is a casual T-shirts and sweatshirts and things like this, tote bags. And we donate money to save the Albatross. When I was a kid, Albatross had a negative connotation. It, it <laughs> yeah, the well, albatross is around like, the yeah, neck. Yeah, it's like an albatross around your neck. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, but it's 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 from from the book, and the reason yeah. he has that is because you're, it's supposed to be good luck. You're not supposed to shoot the albatross. So, <laughs> well, that's that's a good thing. Good yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially from the albatross yeah. perspective. <laughs> from the albatross perspective, it's a great <laughs> that could ruin their entire day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think it's awesome. I mean, actually, there's a. Um, the quote on your on your on your website, I now belong to a higher cult of mortals for I have seen the albatross. Yeah. I mean, are they that rare? I mean, is it is it one of those things that you don't that most people don't get to see? Yeah, because of where they are, you know, they're at sea most of the time. Um, they do come on shore to, to breed and, and actually are a lot of the names of our clothes are named after things having to do with albatross. So the Albie Scort is obviously a short for um, the Molly Scort is named after the Molly Mock albatross. Our Robins shorts are named after Chandler Robbins, who is an ornithologist who who tagged and uh, studied albatross on Midway uh, Island. And so he actually retagged the albatross named Wisdom. And she is now 70 some years old and just had a, ch- a, a chick just hatched. What? Yes, a chick just hatched this year. So he had tagged her in like 1960. So, so she's and 70 then, years old and she's still having chicks? And then she just he ju- he tagged her. Now he's he's passed away over the past few years, but he tagged her again and went back and realized that he had tagged her. So now she's actually the oldest um, mom, and she's outlived. They think she's outlived three or four of her male partners because they they mate for life. And <laughs> sounds she just, like the Black Widow. Oh, they do mate for life. I uh, didn't know that about. She has a lot the, of birds the, do. So she has just kept kept moving and she just had a successful patch of a well, chip. Yeah. It sounds like they mate for life until the day comes that she's sick and tired of you. And then, Well, that's to death do his part. Right. Maybe. <laughs> then your circumstances are about to change. Yes, yes, so, yes. I had an ex-girlfriend like that, but we'll talk of that some other day. <laughs> and, we'll, um, and moving on. Yes, yes. Swiftly. Yes. No, that's very cool. So that, you know, you have that ability by buying these products, there's a percentage of the proceeds go to these different um, 
different things like the Oceanic Society, Pacific mm-hmm. Rim Conservation. Yeah. Um, now, and when they're found in the, are they in the Pacific or uh, Pacific Atlantic? They're 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 all over. There's some flying around uh, Dublin over there. We don't have any here, and and uh, a lot of people you'll find this humorous, Kitty. Well, maybe not if you're not a bird guy. I'm a bird guy. <laughs> Okay. I like so, to shoot birds too, so maybe not. Now. Yeah, I'm with the blackberry sauce. I'm yeah. a bird guy as well. Yes, yes. Um, in bacon and teriyaki is amazing. <laughs> the, the a lot of people think that we have a frigate bird as our logo. And I want to say, do you do you even know what a frigate bird is? It's got a split tail. It has nothing. It looks nothing like this albatross. <laughs> right. Well, you look for frigate birds when you're fishing. Yes. Because the frigate birds are the ones that'll say that because they're if they're circling, they're looking down because they fly high and they're looking down and they can see below the water and they're looking for fish. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you say frigate birds, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's follow that bird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that, no, I've, I've never I've, I've never seen an albatross. So I, th- right, I always right. thought it was very cool. And I thought it was very interesting. They're like an enormous seagull. That, um <laughs> They're, 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 aren't they giant? Giant. They're, they're huge. Yeah. Albatross? Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, they can, uh, like, up to 10 feet wing, wingspan on the wandering albatross. They're, they're literally oh, giant yeah. birds. Yeah. 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 They're they beautiful. Stay, they stay at sea for that whole time. Yeah. And they have a way to, they actually go into a sleep as they're flying. And the I way that when driving. Shape, they glide. <laughs> well, that's a little more dangerous, but you know, as long as you're not texting and sleeping. <laughs> no, I never do that. <laughs> yeah, but trust might have a little problem with that. Right. <laughs> yeah. so they'll actually sleep as they're gliding. Yeah, yeah. How cool is that? That's crazy. So, I mean, so some of the other things that you guys do in terms of with, with crew mm-hmm. and, and apparel and, and other stuff is that you guys, you don't just stop at that. You guys make flags and yeah. One of our, one of our plastic flags and yeah. One of our longest standing things. Um, we started in Port Washington in 1909. Al Zide- uh, Solomon Zidel. He was a Russian immigrant. He came and a couple blocks from the port, and so that's where he started fixing top sails for ships. And that's where he was a he was a tailor. So then he started doing uniforms, and then we started doing owners' burgies. And we have a we have thousands of patterns for owners' burgies. That well, what's we an owners' burgie? So think of it goes, you know, it goes back to like King Arthur days where they would where they would march and they had their their badge and they had their flag as they as they went into war. Okay. so an owner's burgee would be a boat. You you have you fly this flag on your vessels that you own and then people are able to recognize, oh, Uh, Bill owns that boat or kitty owns that boat it's like your own flag it's not that's like specific own, it's owner it's like your own coat of arms yeah, so it's as it were your crest. It's, yeah. it's almost like it's a the coat of arms your crest yeah. yeah yeah so that yeah that if you're flying that that particular flag you you know it's on board i on one of the boats i worked on the captain would say to me uh do you know any women <laughs> We'd pull into port and they'd say, "Is Kitty here?" <laughs> and he said, uh, "No." So he uh, actually had a kitty flag made. So they no. pull in. 
<laughs> put up the kitty flag. Well, that's um, going to do your reputation in the world of good. Yeah. I still have that flag as a matter kitty of Kitty on board. Uh, but I was like, no, it's just, I don't know. It's like, I, I, man, I, I always found men much easier to hang around and just, just hang out. So, um, but, no, but, I, but I thought it was very fascinating because I've seen some really, really imaginative, very cool things. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. I, I, one of the things that I've started doing quite a bit is once again is, you know, when you have an owner's burgee, a lot of times we'll have the owner will do shirts for the owner and it will just have his burgee on the sleeve or something like that. Or, or on guest gifts, instead of the name of the boat, maybe we'll do the owner's burgee on the guest gifts, like a leather portfolio or, you know, tote bags or, or, you know, we do some chart metal works where we do the, the, um, where we can do logos inside of the necklace and, and, and cufflinks and things like that. So the owner's burgee can become your icon, your personal icon mm. as well. Um, but we've been doing custom flags. We make them here in house. We have two seamstresses that that's all they do along with alterations and they hand cut, hand trace, oh. hand sew. I mean, it's Is that, that, that much demand for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We, we, yeah, we sell, you know, a, a couple thousand handmade flags a year. Wow. So, and we're also, we hand make the, the courtesy flags or the country flags mm. and all of that as well. So, yeah, which is, which is another side of the, of the of business. But, um, I mean, is, is, are there things that are, um, I mean, the fabrics have changed clearly. Now you have, you see a lot more of the, the dry fit types of requests and things that are, that are easier material to yeah. care for. And yeah, easy care. That is the, the top priority when we're picking a fabric to make something or to sell something. Easy care. Um, polyester has come a long way back in the day. Polyester was horrible. It was sandpaper and didn't stretch. And now I can, ha I can show you a shirt that's hundred percent polyester and you would swear that it's cotton. They've gotten so much better at weaving the polyester, but I think really where the business is headed is, is more uh, on the fabric side is easy, is definitely easy care. And then, you know, you've got dry fit which doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy care. So there's a lot of te fabric technology, you know, a, a country like Patagonia spends half a billion dollars on fabric technologies. Wow. So it's, it is, it is, Why? it's because it's so important. Fabric can do there. There are even there's, there's a new technology where a fabric has the ability to clean itself so they haven't, they, so there are things that shed that are antibacterial things, specific things for scrubs or the, so fabric is, is the new black. It's like, it's unbelievable mm. what fabrics are out there. Well, I know what new boxer shorts I'm going to get. I never heard of a self-cleaning shirt. <laughs> yeah. So they, I used to, it, I used to think my that. My boyfriend would love that because <laughs> he makes more laundry than anybody I know. <laughs> Well, I used to think I had self-cleaning bed linen until um, my my mom. So your wife reminded you it's not self-cleaning. Well, I I never knew that you my wash your feet before you get into bed, sir. I had no idea that my mother came up and cleaned the stuff and replaced it. I always just figured it never got dirty. That's that's how she sent me out in the world. 
Yes, totally yes, yes. <laughs> Quite proud. No, that's <laughs> awesome. So now you guys have recently moved, right? You said that you're moving. Yeah, your, March 1st. Your, your original location. Yeah. Down on what, Clematis? No, we were on um, just off of Flagler and 6th oh, of Street. So we moved four blocks. So just far enough that we couldn't carry the boxes from one building <laughs> to the other. We had to put them in a truck. So Darn it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're happy. It's uh, We're still in the process. We still, you know, we're, we're open for business, but we're still working on, we're doing a rebrand for the showroom. Um, our showroom is going to be a lot more retail feeling. Um it's, you know, I think that people should be shopping for these clothes and have an experience that is more like they would shop for their everyday clothes. And so, do, do you carry... Like if you work on a yacht, it really is everyday clothes. Right, yeah. right, yeah. exactly. And I want you to feel good. I, I've always said, why would you buy your uniforms from a uniform store? I want you to feel like you're buying them from a high-end boutique but you can still come back and get the same colors, the same cuts. Uh, do, do you carry the, the standard brands like uh, uh, Musto and those? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, We exactly. Everything, Sperry, Musto, Hale Hansen, mm -hmm. all, all across the board that way. And everything from uh, uniforms to foul weather gear and... Yeah, and yeah, and then cups and napkins, anything that you put your name on, that's that's where we go. And then we custom make tote bags, so we can. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for a tote bag to carry, like we did a, a tote bag for a boat, they wanted to carry eight large beach towels. Um, we couldn't find anything, so we made that for them. They're called big ass totes. So we. <laughs> We have a picture of it took two stews to carry it, but that's what they wanted. So, you know, we can we do that in house as well. And that's the beauty of having those things in house is that we can we can measure it and make it and, and do it. For when you. I was in uh, on team, I, I bought myself a musto. I think it's navigator briefcase type of bag. Uh -huh. And s soon afterwards, I was in Monaco at a, at a meeting with a load of captains. Seven other people had the same bag. When we, when we finished the meeting, we had to go through the bags, to, like open them up to say, okay, this is your, this is, oh, that one with the sandwiches, that's my one. Uh, we didn't know whose was whose. So I've now got a little that's ribbon, fabulous. I got a little ribbon tied on my one. Great like bags. Like the car in the parking lot with the little thing on the antenna. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Or, you, or those people that put like a, like a giant yellow, uh, butterfly or something on their, their suitcase, suitcase, suitcase. That was my dad. <laughs> yeah. My dad used to do that. He had the most, that's it. That's had, my bag. And there's the most decrepit black bags. bags. Yeah, nobody yeah. had a bag but like my dad. But it has happened where somebody took my bag and I had to go back to the airport to switch really? them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, not, it was uh, not a good thing. Imagine his face when he opened it in the hotel that night. <laughs> Imagine his wife's face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Especially if he looked up at like, um, <laughs> Yes. Montana, are you guys exhibiting at the show, at the Palm Beach Boat Show? We are not. We are not. We, um, with the move and not sure of what was going on, we, we sponsor things. Boat shows are, are tough for a, a uniform company in that the people that we're talking to are they've got a boat show going on and they need mm -hmm. to keep this boat clean. And if it's the crew that's traditionally on the boat, 
they've got a lot to worry about. So we like to sponsor, we like to sponsor the fun things. So we'll sponsor a party, we'll sponsor, you know. Sure. Dinners. It's a you crew know. in a fun in a fun situation. And, exactly. Uh, but exactly. but anybody that's going to be any of the crew or anybody that's going to be in Palm Beach, they can definitely find you at your new location. And what what? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's one zero zero seven North Dixie Highway. So it's on our website. It's changed on Google. Apple Maps. We're still working on, but we're just four blocks away. And if you go to the wrong location, there's a big map and a big sign that says you're in the wrong location. Here's the new one. Yeah, we're trying to update no, our Apple Map or our Google Maps at the moment. It's a nightmare. Easy yeah. to get it yeah, done, it but then to change it. <sighs> yeah. No. There's a lot of proving, which I guess is good. It's a good thing. <laughs> so you're optimistic for the, this year? You you think? Uh, oh, you think things are looking yeah, good? Absolutely. I'm nice. Yeah, to hear. I'm I'm excited about this year. I'm super. I'm super excited. I'm super excited about our location in Fort Lauderdale. We've got Rhonda Darling down there, and uh, we're located He's in. Awesome. Yes. So what's his we're, name? Ron located. Ron the Rhonda. Darling. Rhonda. Yeah. Ah, Rhonda, Rhonda Darling. Darling. I thought you said yeah. Ron the Darling. I was going to go, what a great no. name. Help me, Rhonda. <laughs> help, help me, Rhonda. Yeah, Bob the so, Stud, Ron the Darling. She's, yeah. We have a boutique inside of Blue Water Books and Charts, and uh, we're, ha we're happy about it. It's it's really nice. I, I tell people it's like selling coffee inside a donut shop that doesn't sell coffee. So... <laughs> You go into Blue Water Books and Charts to get all of your things, and there we are right there, and Rhonda's down there, and she's done an amazing job. Uh, we have everything down there that you would need, and uh, so it's it's a it's a great, great Well, it's a, that's a great partnership because, you know, with oh. water, and uh, for, for those of you that are coming to Fort Lauderdale, it's uh, just off of State Road 84 behind Lester's Diner. Exactly. Um, and uh, Which has great yeah, pie, by the way. They have great Amazing pie. pie. <laughs> very, very, very good pie. And I that was an old haunt from my my youth growing up. That was the they were open twenty four hours a day. Yep. You could go on your way home and, yep. Yep. and get some food. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, Blue Water Books and Charts has just about anything you can you can want now between now you guys being in there and yep. uh, um, MSOS that has safety equipment and, uh -huh. and the, medical kits and all those things so um yeah, yeah so well that's a, that's a great partnership to have you guys love in it there. we it's love it yeah really we've been good, good friends so i've been good friends with them almost as long as with you <laughs> well uh, john is uh john mann who owns that company and his wife vivian um are are real really cool folks and and we'll get them on the show to talk about the books and charts side of things yeah. at, at a later at a later show and um, but it's, uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's a great thing. Um, I know we're getting towards the end of our hour and, mm -hmm. um, I did want to say just as a reminder for anybody that wants to, uh, we have the U S super yacht association has our eighth annual super yacht summit next Tuesday. Uh, for those of you that are going to be in Palm beach, you can cut. Well, now we've closed the registration for in-person and we're, we have 120 coming in person um, at the Ben Hotel. It's uh, right there just north of the boat show. And if, if you wanted to tune in virtually, you could do so as well. We have a fantastic panel of owners, including John Salupi, Carl mm. Allen, who um, 
owns is the new owner of uh, Walker's K. Um, Bobby Genovese uh, of the Gigi fame and and, uh, and Mr. Price, who's a, a really cool builder of, of boats on his own right. So it's going to be a really great program. So tune in. You can uh, log in and just uh, go to ussuperyacht.com and you go to the summit and register right there to tune in virtually. Um, it's just a bit of about an hour and a half that you'll get to hear right from the horse's mouth the things that owners want and need and, and what what's driving their decisions, especially in this crazy COVID world. Mm. So it's uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a fantastic panel and being moderated by Michael Reardon from Reardon Yacht Consulting and um, Yacht Management. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and when's that all again? I'm sad I'm going to get to... That's going to be on next Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, uh, the 23rd of March. Tuesday, 23rd. Um, in person from 12 to 2. Um, and uh, for virtually, it'll be uh, 1 to probably, it'll probably end up going till 2.30. I mean, because mm -hmm. there's just so much to cover. And, and these, such great stories. If, if you know any of these owners, I worked for John Stalupi um, on two of his boats on Octopussy and Moonraker. And... Uh, so it's uh, it, it's gonna. He's definitely a character and a lot of fun, and uh, you just uh, he has such a great perspective on boating and yachting. Um, so it'll be it'll be a lot of fun, and I hope everybody can tune in and join us. I look um, forward to it. But it'll, it'll be it'll be great. So yeah, we're uh, looking forward to having everybody up in Palm Beach for this. Yeah, Absolutely. so we'll definitely have to catch up Montana while I'm up there. Absolutely. Yep, and since we're no neither one of us are exhibiting this year, we'll definitely have to go have a have a cocktail at one of the bars. I think I year. would have time for that. Uh, yes, win win. It's always yes. Time that's for that. that's that's what you do at a boat show, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, Montana, it's been no, exactly. an absolute yes, pleasure to meet with you, and uh, and I've I've learned I've learned a lot. Um, wish you all the best. And... I have too a self clean shirt. I've so... Never heard of such a thing. Yeah. If you're looking for uh, Zydell and Company, you can go on their website at Zydell.com. It's Z-E-I-D-E-L.com. Or you can find them on the U.S. Super Yacht Association website um, under the membership directory because they are also a USSA member. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, whatever they, they can do for you from uh, custom apparel to uh, branding and, and great embroidery work or flags or napkins or cups whatever you need sounds like there's nothing they can't do for you i know and they always do it with a smile which is the with best a smile ah, that's important <laughs> thanks for being with us here on update ussa you are listening to super yacht radio, radio.